You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 34. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. We are back today with another amazing interview. Guys, I'm still impressed that people are saying yes. Impressed and, and honored. Honored. I'm honored that people consistently say yes to me when I ask them to be on my podcast. It is um, really amazing. And I thank each and every one of you wonderful women. And again, if you be on my podcast, let me know. Um, but today's is a really special podcast for me because it's with my good friend, Hope. Hope Delabrew, the owner of Hope Della Skin in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Gosh, I um, I talk a lot about my relationship and my friendship with Hope in today's interview, but Hope is, um, really a special person to me because I, I didn't really know a lot of people who did face reality, um, when her and I first connected and she has been, um, she's been such a support system to me and someone that I can always talk to and bounce ideas off of, um, and without being competitive or, um, comparing just completely celebratory. And that's a gift. It's a gift for sure to have as, as a friend, especially, um, an esthetician friend who does the exact same thing as you. And, um, one day we'll meet in person. We talk about that today as well, but, um, I would love to tell you more about hope, but I, I've heard her tell you because her story is really awesome and has a lot of parallels to mine. And, so inspiring. And if you are a brand new esthetician business owner, you just graduated school and opened your business, then you need to listen to this episode because that is Hope's story. She went right out of school and did this um, just to show you how what an impressive business owner she is. Without further ado, Hope Delabrew, but before a quick word from our sponsor. Hi, Hope. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Hi, Brittany. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am. Um, I'm very excited for a number of reasons. One, because you're my friend and we've been esthetician and just friends now for, I don't know how many a years. A couple years. Four, three years? Four years? I, I want to say. Yeah, I would say that. I want to say you were like you and Molly were my first esthetician friends that I didn't know in person. Mm-hmm. So that, I think it was like three or four years ago. Um and we have a lot of parallels in our life, which I know because I know you well, but I'm just excited for our listeners to hear. And yeah, I'm just, I, um, I love your business. I love what you're doing with your business. And I just cannot wait for everyone to hear more about you and, and how you've grown this incredible business. Yeah. So let's start um, at the beginning. What, so I, I know you, you weren't an esthetician out of high school. So what did you do out of high school? What was your first kind of jobs? Yeah, so out of high school, I did, um, I went to college right away, just like a local community college, and I pretty quickly realized it was not for me. I was really struggling with, 
you know, deciding a major and deciding what I really wanted to do with my life. So I ended up dropping out of college and I started working full time at Target, um, which is very similar to your path to being an esthetician. So I was working full time at Target um, for a couple of years and eventually they moved me to manage the cosmetics department. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of realized that I've always loved skincare and makeup and beauty and helping people. And I also struggled with acne for a really long time. I struggled Mm -hmm. with it from probably like sixth grade into my 20s. And just realizing like that's what I was passionate about. I decided Mm -hmm. to go to beauty school to become Mm -hmm. an esthetician. Mm -hmm. And right out of school, I actually opened my own skincare studio. So I didn't have, I didn't take that traditional path of going to work for a spa Um, work for someone else. I just kind of went for it, which is crazy. Um, But it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) So here I am. It's worked. I mean, it's crazy, but you you did it seamlessly. So um, how long did you, how long from graduating high school did you go to esthetician school? How long was that time? I want to say it was like two, three years maybe that I was at Target. Okay. And then, so you became a manager, right? At Target? Yep. Yeah, just like me, I was a manager of the cosmetics department at first, which is just <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, and then you, so when you went to school, you, you kept your job at Target, right? Yep, just part-time. Part-time. And then you um, were working at Target and started your studio, right? Yeah, because, you know, as crazy as it was to open my studio right out of school, I at least took it slowly and I was still working at Target to pay my bills and work on growing my business. And then probably after about, I want to say like a year is when I finally went full time with my skin studio. So how did you get clients when you first opened? Um, Yeah, I would say right when I opened, it was definitely a lot of family and friends, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. everyone just trying to support me. Mm. But after that, um, definitely social media and posting results. You know, when I opened my studio, I kind of did everything with aesthetics. I did um, facials and other skincare services. I did body waxing, brow waxing, um, makeup. I kind of did everything. Yeah. And so for me, I was posting a lot of different results for a lot of the different things I was doing. And then a lot of client referrals, And then about three years into my business is when I did the face reality acne specialist training. And that is what really took my business to the next level and brought me to where my business is today. How long have you been in business now? Um, Actually, this month is five years. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Okay. So three years, three years into that, you, you started face reality? Um, actually, I would say two years because it's years. been okay. three years since I've done the training and have been doing acne. Okay. So how did you find face reality? Do you remember? Yeah, just in all of the esthetician groups. I'm a part of so many okay. and I feel like people are always recommending continuing education. And I knew I specifically wanted to do something with acne since I struggled with it for so long. Mm-hmm. And everyone just recommended face reality and I looked into it. And I think I actually got really lucky and I got it with like a Black Friday promo. They had discounted the training quite a bit. Oh. And yeah. And so I, I was like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. So I purchased it. 
And I actually like, I purchased it and I didn't do anything with it for a couple months. And then finally I was like, you know what? This is my passion. I need to sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. And within like a weekend, I finished the training. And the next week I brought it into my business. And ever okay. since then, it's just, it's been crazy. Now, okay. So you, you were trained. So it sounds like 2018. Was it still $2,000 initially to get trained by them? Do you remember? I want to say it was a thousand at the time. And okay. it was actually through like one of the Facebook groups. They did like a 50% off Black oh, Friday. Wow. Yeah, so I got it for like five hundred dollars. You weren't one of the you weren't one of us that paid two thousand dollars and then that was no, it. no. <laughs> yeah, because a year before that's I I got certified. Well, I got certified for the company I worked for, and then I got certified on my own um, in two thousand seventeen, and I had to pay two thousand dollars. <laughs> it's okay, it worked. I mean, that's it's a good so investment. crazy. I know. I remember in the groups when they had initially increased their prices, and everyone went crazy. And I was like, well, it must be really good education if. If obviously like there's a value behind it, if they're, if that's what the cost is. Yeah. Yeah. So you, okay. So then you started Feast Reality. You said it went crazy. So people just started getting good results and you started just growing from there. Yeah. And I think because again, I was already doing skincare services. I did have a few clients I was already working with for acne with the lines that I was using at the time. Mm -hmm. So once I became Face Reality certified, and I wanted to add it to my business, it was actually a really easy transition to take those facial clients and transition them to the actual acne program that I have today. So I was able to continue working with those clients I already had a relationship with, help them actually achieve clear skin with the program. And then I had a lot of results to be sharing and promoting my business. Mm -hmm. And that's what really helped me grow the acne side. And you're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And and are you still the only face reality esthetician or has there been a few more that's popped up? There is one that I know of in Green Bay as well. And there's a couple that are closer to me now. So it is really nice to have other, other certified professionals. So obviously like if my schedule is busy, like I can refer them somewhere else and know Mm -hmm. that they're still getting kind of a similar experience to what I'm doing. They're getting that face reality program. So when you opened, how did you decide like how to price your services? How, like what your hours were going to be? How did you decide that kind of stuff? Yeah, I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time researching, looking at other spas and estheticians who were solo, kind of looking at their website, not to obviously not to copy, but to just Mm -hmm. see what the standard what the standard rate was for services and for what services were popular in this area. And yeah, so just a lot of research and I kind of started myself purposely on the lower end, I guess, of what was standard for my area because I was right out of school. I was newer in business Mm -hmm. and pretty quickly I realized like, oh, kind of attracting clients who obviously just want a cheap price so pretty yeah. quickly I learned that that was not the best way to do it and to actually you know take my the cost of what it takes for me to with all my supplies and with my time and yes. you know have kind of increased my prices over the years yeah that is a topic that I think um everyone is really interested in and kind of always is struggling with even if they are super successful and they are booked out for months in advance price is always kind of kind of a scary or hard thing for people, including myself. Like I, I raise yeah. prices many times 
So one of the things that I find a lot of estheticians, especially estheticians that um, are, you know, acne specialists, is they have a hard time charging what they really should charge in order to make a profit, you know, pay all of their bills and, you know, um, get continuing education, which is, you know, is really expensive. So how do you kind of grapple with the, that we know we need the esthetician, that we know acne clients tend not to have huge amounts of budgets to spend on skincare and products and things like that. But you also need to have a sustainable business. Like how do you grapple with that or how do you deal with that? Right. So I think with working with acne, I think a lot of times we just want to help people. So I think a lot of estheticians think, oh, we shouldn't charge that much because we want to help as many people as we can. Right. But really, if you change your mindset, you you need to make enough money to be making a profit, to pay your bills in your business, to pay your bills at home so that you can continue growing your business so you can help even more people in the future. Yes. So I think it's really important to not just align your pricing with how it makes you feel. Like I, a lot of times struggled with like, oh, I feel bad for charging this much. But instead I've kind of changed my mindset to realize you know, what we do is different. They can't, they're not just going to a dermatologist and getting prescriptions. Mm -hmm. We're doing a whole program with them. We're going through lifestyle adjustments and a full custom product routine, their treatments. We're coaching them a lot of check-ins and follow-ups and we're with them every step of the way. And it truly is different the way we do it. So we do need to charge to, kind of show the value of everything that they're getting with the program, but then obviously also make it so we're making money so we can continue growing our business and help even more people in the future. You know, I love that so much hope because I think um, that's exactly what it is. We need to, if, if, if you are paying your clients essentially to see you, right. Cause you're charging so low yeah. Then, then you're not, there's no profit and there's, so there's no way you can pay your bills at home and do things you need to do for your own life. Your business won't continue because you run out of money. Yes. Um, and so if, if you really want to help people, you have to be able to help people and that cost money to, to maintain. I mean, you know, rent and the price of the glo- I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, the prices of things can, can get really high and um, in order to, offer really good services, you have to be able to make money. Yeah. And we put in so much money too, with continuing Mm -hmm. education, like face reality training costs money, Mm -hmm. um, any type of continuing education, like peel education or ingredients, like all of that takes not only money, but it takes our time and we're really pouring our passion into that. Mm -hmm. So our pricing should reflect that for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, I love you as such an example to other estheticians because you are all about getting more training. You, you go to like, tell me about that training you go to. The, the beauty business. Summit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yearly. Um, the first year I went was 2019 and then obviously 2020, it got um, kind of postponed and this year they just had it again, but I plan on making that a yearly thing. Um, it's definitely more, I focus more of my continuing education on the business building side of it, but I do also still take continuing education more for the theory and practical stuff of, of our industry. Yeah. And, and the, um, 
the business building education is also imperative because as I know with the case with you and, and my business and other, a lot of estheticians businesses, once you really become successful, your business can kind of, kind of get to the point that you're, it's really hard to manage it and it can be very overwhelming and ex- like exhausting. And again, that's not sustainable. And so you have to figure out these business practices so you can continue working. So you're not totally burnt out because you, you know, you do have a high demand of clientele. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, so you, so your business really, you said took off in 2018 once you started to face reality. And then how quickly did you get like totally booked out and started getting a wait list? I would say, cause I took the face reality training, I believe in spring of 2018 and then kind of building up the program and building up my my acne clients, I would say 2019. So probably like nine to 12 months because 2019 was really like the, the big shift with my business. That was the first year that I finally hit six figures and yeah, which was so crazy. And, um, so 2019 was about halfway into 2019 is when I was like, I need to hire. My schedule is unmanageable. I was doing like I think at the time it was five days a week from like 10 o'clock to seven o'clock. It was so wild what I was working. And then I didn't, you know, I didn't have the time to be doing social media and to be doing product orders. Everything just felt so rushed and last minute because I didn't really have the time to do anything except work on my clients. Mm -hmm. So in 2019 is when I had hired um, another esthetician. And then that was towards the end of the year. And then the pandemic happened and things really <laughs> changed in 2020. But now yes. I'm kind of rebuilding back to where I was in 2019 with I do plan on hiring another esthetician in the next couple of months. Right, right. Let's go. I'm gonna, um, I want to ask you more about that. But I want to go back to the six figure because I love that you shared that. I mean, I knew that you did that. But I, I also want to respect people's privacy. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it's um, like one of my big goals with this podcast, especially with these interviews that I'm doing, is I really want to elevate our community and say, listen, like you need to charge what you're worth and what you need to make money and have a sustainable business and to have profit. And six figures is totally doable. So tell, talk more about that and talk about how you you have a sense reduced your hours and you're still making a profit, right? Yes. And I'm still making six figures. So that's the thing is 2019, I hit six figures for the first time. But when I looked back, I was like, wow, that was so exhausting to get here. So I wanted to find this year, I've really focused on still hitting six figures, but kind of working less. So I'm only in the treatment room, like three days, maybe four days a week. Mm -hmm. And I think the key to that was I increased my prices last year. But then also making sure that the clients I'm getting are my ideal client. Like the program is right for them. They're going to see it through. They're going to get results. They're going to follow everything that's part of the program, like all the lifestyle adjustments. And and then those are going to lead to referrals of even more clients who are going to be like that. Mm -hmm. And the, the making that six figures, it feels a lot easier. Right. Yeah. And I, I think um, like you, you, it really sounds like you had an energy shift, you know, from like the hustle of, of creating your business and growing your business. and like, oh my gosh, I need as many clients as possible to like, wait a minute. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to step back so I can give my clients the attention they really need and still make the money that I, I made before. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, amazing. So it's such a good example because I think so many estheticians have this, well, I know they have this belief that they have to work the hours you, you initially worked and charge less to make money. And that's just not the case. Yeah, no, not at all. And when I increased my prices last year, it, it was so overdue. Like I was at the same pricing from when I became an acne specialist through 2020. And looking back, it's like, I did so much continuing education. I brought in new tools and equipment. I was doing different things with my treatments and my clients were getting amazing results. So it was definitely overdue to increase my prices. And once I increased my prices, that's when it really clicked for me that, you know, what I do is valuable. I should charge accordingly and I can hit those six figures and it cannot feel as exhausting. It's amazing. I absolutely love that. I love that so much. And I, I know that you sharing that will be so helpful to so many, so many yeah. out there. So thank you for that. So yeah. And one thing, okay. one thing too, that really was kind of a key with, you know, you can never really find like a perfect balance between business and life and everything right. that happens. But one thing that I did that really kind of shifted, um, I guess, shifted my mindset towards my business was taking one day off a week. So for me, it was Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And that was my day. I didn't take clients. I didn't, if I had to, I worked on business stuff. If it was like time, mm-hmm. time, what's the word? Um, time sensitive. Oh, time sensitive. Okay. <laughs> um, but just having a day to myself to really rest and take time to think about the future and what I wanted and how I wanted my business to look. That really helped me go into work the next day and just feel less less overwhelmed, less exhausted, and just really was able to help me get to that next level with my business. That's so incredible because I think um, most estheticians probably need to do that. Actually, one of the mm-hmm. estheticians in my, 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 this co- cohort of coaching clients I have now, we just decided she needs to take a day off. And so she's actually taking Wednesdays off and that's going to be like her admin day and her creative day and her day to yes. like, yeah, like have her mind do whatever it needs to do and really rest so that she can show up for her clients. Because if we do get in that hamster wheel kind of, you know, routine where you're just always tired, always seeing more clients, always seeing more clients then you're just beyond exhausted. So. Yeah. And you don't want to get to a point where you are hating your business like that. Unfortunately, it took me to that point to be like, I, this isn't working. I need a day off. I need a break. You don't want to get to that point. So if you are at a point in your business where you can take that day off now, do it. Don't wait until it's too late. Yeah. And don't be afraid to take vacation too like we we deserve vacation like people who work nine to five jobs like granted we don't get paid vacation but right (laughs) we still need that time off too with our families and there's more to our lives than our businesses and we you know I take a week off for the fourth of July every year and that's my week to really just rest and recharge and clear my mind and I always come back from that with so many fresh ideas and things I want to do with my business. So that time off is really needed for us. 
it's so funny. So for the listeners, Hope and I are like Facebook friends. We're actual friends. We have each other's phone numbers. We're real friends in real life. And we never met in person. We've never <laughs> met in person, but it will happen one day because uh, my husband is a Green Bay Packers diehard fan. And so we eventually will go to Green Bay one way or another because we need to see a game in person. <laughs> so for sure that's going to happen. And, and yes. Hope's husband, Matt, is also obviously Green Bay Packers fan. So that will happen one day. Yes. But <laughs> um, we are, we are friends in real life. So I do know about Hope's vacations. I see when she goes on vacations and I didn't take vacations like that when I had BLH beauty and when I was really running, cause I really didn't believe I could do it. And I remember seeing Hope doing it being like, gosh, if Hope can do it, I can do it. And I, that was my goal for 2020. And then yeah. of course, 2020 happened. There's <laughs> lots of things, but, um, it was, you know, I, I was always really inspired by that hope. And I think, um, I would always have like FOMO cause you like, you go to this cabin, right. And it's like really beautiful and relaxing and you're like by the water and we need to, yeah. needs to do that. Okay. Yeah. And for me too, again, 2019 was the year that I hit six figures. That was also the year that I had a lot of vacations. I had a lot of time off. There was in, I remember in May, I literally only worked like 14 days out of the month. And I, that was still like my highest revenue month. So for me, I really like saw that proof of like, I yes. do better work and I make more money when I am happy, when I am not exhausted, when I'm doing fun things in my personal life, I'm showing up at my best in my business life and the money just I I wish I, I'm like that is what I'm gonna put on clip for yeah. our, our episode because that is so exactly what every esthetician needs to hear if you yeah. really rest and and do what you need to do for you and yeah. take really good care of your clients like you're not neglecting your clients you're you're incredibly um responsive to your clients and you're incredibly nurturing of your clients you're not just like whatever like you you really have figured out that that balance, for lack of a better word, because I kind of hate the word balance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say it's more it's more boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So really yeah, like I respond, them. like obviously my day off is Wednesday and now I'm to the point in my schedule where I'm off most Fridays too. Mm-hmm. And I'll still respond to clients, but I'm not going to be texting back at eight o'clock at night anymore. It's kind of... Yeah. You know, I've set those hours that I'll reply and it's yeah. like within reason because I've set that boundary. Like I'm not going to be texting back super late. I'm not going to respond within five minutes. It's going to take me some time if it's my day off. But I am, I do still have those really good relationships with clients because they respect that I have a life outside of my business too. Yeah. And they, and, and you give them the resources off and you aren't responding they have what they need if if they have questions you know so that's that's a big part of that too is like they have all the information that they need they may have some nuanced questions but you'll be responsive during your business hours and and help them whatever they need during that time yes so amazing okay so and I think one thing I wanted to add too as a solo for so long it is hard to get out of that mindset of like well if we're not working we're not making money yeah, but I this happens to me every year. I feel like it happens to every esthetician that when we take time off, it's always the week before and the week after that our schedule gets really busy. Yeah. So which sometimes sucks. But if you plan it out right, then, you know, you're making a lot of money both before and after your trip so that when you're gone, it's not that big of a deal that you're not working and you're not making money. 100%. Um, but then eventually too, obviously you find ways to be making money, even if you're not seeing a client. So like you and I, we both have our online stores. Mm -hmm. um, 
and eventually, like I said, I'm going to hire another esthetician. So they're going to work the days that I don't work. So there's other ways to still be making money, even when you're not seeing a client. That is so true. And and I think both of, you know, our businesses and a lot of people we know, um, our clients are on product. And so you're making money by selling product. You're not doing anything by selling product, right? Once you sell yes. the product, and they love it. They keep buying it. Yes. And that is my advice to any esthetician, even if you're not an acne specialist. So with the face reality program, we require clients to be on our products, Mm -hmm. but that's what I did when I, even before I did face reality and I was using, um, skin script at the time, which I feel like is a really popular brand that a lot of estheticians use. Yeah. I structured my facial services to that clients knew they were going to get the best results if they were on on the product and the routine that I made for them. Mm -hmm. And I would say like 90% of my facial clients were on my full routine and were buying products consistently. So you really, that's how you set your business apart and grow it um, kind of organically too, is clients see that you're setting your business apart by kind of having a full package of you're not just getting these treatments, you're also getting these products that I've I've made this routine custom for you mm-hmm. and I'm coaching you through all of this. And then you get just so many referrals because a lot of your clients are like, I've never been to an esthetician who does this. And that's really what can help set your business apart. You know, I love that because so many estheticians are afraid of, of being too salesy and pushing products on people versus like, wow, this esthetician's actually changing my skin versus just doing a relaxing facial. Yeah, if you really look at it, your mindset with it, if you change your mindset to, I'm not selling them product, I'm educating them on why I'm recommending these products for their skin and why it's going to help them achieve the goals that they want to achieve in addition to the treatments that they're, that I'm doing. That is exactly right. Because if you look at it as you're trying to take their money and you're trying to sell them something, that's how it's going to come across to them a hundred percent. Yeah. Versus like, this is the tools that you need to achieve your goals. And this is, it would be a disservice for me not to tell you about these tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell me about your, your journey with hiring. And I know that you have a studio assistant. You mentioned that you want to hire an esthetician as well soon. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I have an assistant right now. Her name is Janine. She's amazing. Um, But she wasn't actually, and I've had estheticians before, but my first employee was actually my sister. In 2018 is when I was starting to feel really overwhelmed with my business. So I asked my sister to just super part-time to help me out with organizing and cleaning my studio, put product orders away, um, organize my receipts, just kind of the, the office side of things that I didn't really have time for with my crazy client schedule at the time. Mm-hmm. And over the past few years, my sister has really grown that role for me now to a point where, you know, she's doing other things in her life. Like she's still in college. She's working at a flower shop and she's doing amazing things there where it got to the point where I want the role to grow even more and I want to have a studio manager Mm -hmm. so now I've hired 
um, I've kind of transitioned my sister out of my business and now I've hired a separate someone who I'm not related to. Um, <laughs> to be my, I call her, her official title is studio assistant and client manager. So okay. the new part of that role is the client coordinating part of it. Okay. So actually she'll, she'll eventually have my business phone. I have two separate phones, my personal and my business. So I want it to get to a point where I'm leaving the business phone at the studio when we're closed and on weekends and -hmm. we're only responding when we're there during business hours. And Janine is going to be the one responding and just kind of following up with clients, responding to their appointment, rescheduling and canceling requests and all of that stuff. Um, and just kind of ha- be an actual front desk position. Mm-hmm. So she just started a month ago. And actually yesterday was like her official 30th day with me. Mm. So, and it's just so crazy how, you know, I went into it expecting it to take time to train this role, train her specifically, get my clients on board. Um, and she truly is just such a perfect fit that she's like way ahead of my schedule that I was oh. planning on. So now it's kind of like I'm running out of things to to give <laughs> her to do until we take that next step of like, okay, here's the business phone. You're going to handle this and wow. we'll get, she'll be doing social media and stuff for me. So now it's kind of on me to start getting all of that ready for someone else to take over. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited. So for the listener, I, I hope I knew that she was hiring her and I haven't really talked to you much since you've hired her. So I'm so happy to hear this update and that this has been such a successful member of your team. It's, it's absolutely yeah. exciting. And I do have to say, I feel like I got really lucky with finding Janine, but I also think a lot of that had to do with like manifesting it and really yes. being clear about the type of employee I wanted. If yes. it wouldn't have, if it wouldn't have worked out in her interview, like I was going into it knowing that I was going to trust when I found the right person. And if it wouldn't have been her, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. So tell us more about that. So you, um, I know that you specifically had like things that you were looking for, from, like personality type and all that stuff. So can you share a little bit more about like that process and how you like what you just said like how you knew what you were looking for and that it wasn't just a job to fill yeah so I was specifically looking to create this position to be a long-term position and I I was clear that it would start as being a studio assistant but then it would grow into they're also being a client coordinator but then the end goal is that they'll be a studio manager so I really did advertise it as you know it's going to be a long-term position and I wanted to find someone Mm -hmm. who wanted to be with me long term and I also was really clear on I did want a specific personality type because I wanted someone to kind of fill in where where my gaps are like Mm -hmm. I'm definitely I'm an introvert. I hate talking to people on the phone. I hate calling (laughs) people. Um, I don't like dealing with like, you know, like I can do confrontation, but I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I wanted to find someone who was extroverted, who loves talking on the phone, pretty much like almost the exact opposite of me because I needed their strengths to, to kind of fill where my weaknesses were. So I could take my business to the next level. And um, and then just like a side thing that I kind of put in, too, I sat down and I was like, who would this 
person be this like perfect employee and I wrote that I ideally would love to find someone who has either worked at Target or Starbucks before because I feel like if you can deal with crazy Starbucks customers you can handle anything yes and Janine was I I got her resume like I woke up and she had sent it late the night before and I read through it and I'm not even kidding she worked at Starbucks like she was currently working at Starbucks when she applied to work with me and so I was already excited off the bat but again I went into it thinking like if it's not a good fit it's gonna be okay don't rush it just because she worked at Starbucks (laughs) but her interview both her phone interview like we just clicked and then the in-person interview like really just sold it for me I'm like we truly it just it wasn't a traditional interview. It was truly like a conversation. I felt mm-hmm. like I have known her for a while. And that has really been reflected in this past month of training. Like she truly just fits in so well. And it feels like she's been with me for months already. Oh. And that's how I plan on, you know, with finding an esthetician, like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to kind of manifest like who would be the perfect employee, like kind of down to personality work experience, um, life experience, and just trusting that that I'm going to find that person. I just love that so much because I know that, you know, months before you started hiring Janine or that process of hiring Janine, you did have a lot of fear and you really did overcome that fear and to the point of of manifesting exactly what you wanted. And I think that that is such um, a common thing that estheticians that are trying to hire have is like, I want to hire some, but what, but what about this? What about this? What about this? And there's like, there's a lot there and it'd be a big daunting and scary thing. Yeah. And I was really good. Um, before I started hiring, I realized I was really good at talking myself out of things. Like (laughs) I, and even with hiring an esthetician, you know, I'm overcoming these thoughts of like, well, I'm doing just fine being solo. I'm making enough money. My clients are happy. Like I'm doing fine. And so I, you know, I could, if I really sat long enough, I could talk myself out of hiring, Mm. but really that's just holding me back. Like I want to get to the next level. I want to get to the point where I'm making enough money with the business and with an employee that I can step back more into an owner role and I can do different things in this industry. I wonder, I, my goal in the next like 10 plus years long-term is to start a school in my area because there's only one beauty school in my city and it, I, it's a school I went to and it, it's not great. So I just feel like there's a lot of gaps in this, in this area with schooling. So that's my goal long-term. So I want to get to the point like I said, where I'm making the money and I have a team that's uh-huh. helping my current business run day to day so I can kind of take my passion elsewhere but still be in the industry. I love that. I did not know that was your goal. Maybe you told me a while ago and I forgot it, but that is so awesome. You'd be such an amazing yeah. instructor. Yeah, I love and that's what I realized too when I had employees in 2019. Like I love training people. I mm-hmm. love educating people you know I educate my clients all day I really you know when I I did think when I went to college very briefly I was thinking I would be a really good teacher so Mm -hmm. I want to take my passion with this industry and you know do teaching and coaching and educating with that oh my gosh hope this is so exciting I have many business (laughs) ideas for us maybe one day we'll go into business together Um (laughs) 
That is so exciting. I would okay. love that. Okay, great. Okay, so this is perfect. We can have a <laughs> business beauty school in Green Bay or something else. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> so so do you have a piece of advice or a mistake that you want to share for um, maybe a newer business, esthetician business owner or a newer esthetician um, that's wanting to learn more? Yeah, so my biggest advice would be don't be afraid to set boundaries with your clients no matter how new you are to the industry or how new you are to owning a business set those boundaries right away because even if you're you're new to the industry or to your owning a business you still deserve to have respect from your clients you still deserve for them to respect your time and respect your expertise and you deserve to have a life outside of your business so set those boundaries right away because it's a lot harder to let things like that go on for too long. And then it's harder to kind of correct those clients who don't respect your boundaries. Yeah. And I think that people think that if they don't, you know, hold, you know, the cancellation policy or whatever boundary it is, if someone's late and then they're, you know, they, they, they will allow them their appointment to go later because they were late or whatever the boundaries are. They think that that's actually bad customer service. And I, yeah, I, and it's not, it's actually bad customer service to kind of let everyone do whatever they want because it's the people who do follow the rules don't really get rewarded or I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but they don't really get, they, there's no benefit to following the rules. Right. And also another tip I have is don't operate out of a place of feeling bad. Like yeah. I, spent so long doing a service that I hated because I felt bad about if I would disappoint my client who was getting that service if I didn't offer that service anymore. Like, for example, I did brows for so long. I was good at brows. I, I liked doing it. But over time, as my acting program grew, it just felt like it was taking away time from that. Yeah. So I for so it I could have cut out brows a long time ago. But what stopped me was like, oh, I feel bad. I feel bad if I'm letting that client down. I feel bad if they have to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't serving me at all. I was just super unhappy. And when the time came for me to finally to finally stop doing brows and refer those clients out somewhere else, it was actually so easy. And looking back, it was like, (laughs) I could have done this so much sooner if I wouldn't have been afraid of feeling bad even temporarily feeling bad, like in the long run, like I'm so much happier not doing that service. And I could have saved myself a lot of time. That's so crazy. Cause I do remember you also being really, really afraid of, of upsetting your clients. And I'm so happy to hear that it was like not a big deal. Yeah. And even the bigger example of in 2020, when, you know, my business was shut down, when I was finally able to reopen, mm-hmm. that's when I decided to shift to only doing acne, which was a huge step in my business. And it's something I had wanted to do for literally for like two years. And I didn't pursue it because I would have felt bad. Right. And when the time came and I had those difficult conversations with my, with my other skincare clients, you know, who weren't acne clients, again, it was so easy. They were so, they were happy for me that I was following my passion of acne. And yeah, yeah, it was sad because I had clients that I had had for years and, you know, I know their kids' names and I know their, like all these details of their lives and I loved seeing them and they loved seeing me. And it was really sad to not have that anymore. Yeah. But again, I'm so much happier just doing acne that, 
it like I should have done it a long time ago, but I didn't because I was so afraid of feeling bad. And it's so interesting because the, 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 the fear of feeling bad or uncomfortable or sad, it really is huge. It can really make us do or not do things that are really unhelpful for us. Maybe you feel bad for a little bit, but it's actually you feel bad a lot less than if you step, kept doing what you don't want to do. Yeah, there's actually a part in the traction book when you start reading it where he actually talks about that specific example oh, where wow. this, you know, this manager is debating letting this person go and he's sitting and he's stewing on it for weeks. And when the time came to have the conversation, it was so easy. And looking mm. back, it's like I could have been uncomfortable for 36 hours if I would have just let this person go right away. But instead, because I was stewing on it for weeks, I felt bad for weeks instead of yes. 36 hours. Yes. And for the listeners who does who don't know, Hope and I have a business book club where we read books or Hope reads the books and then I catch up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just be, I'm behind. Okay, guys, I'm behind. I, it's been busy. It's been a busy month. <laughs> I don't know if we should really call it a book club because that makes it sound like we like meet on a specific day and we like talk about specific chapters. It's definitely more casual than that. But well, you know, that's my goal. That's my goal. I don't know how, right. how likely that's going to be anytime <laughs> soon with my baby, but that is my goal. Okay. I want to have a book business book club. If yeah. You join our business book club. Let me know. And just know it's super unorganized and I'm fall, fall behind. <laughs> But it's so fun, and they're so good books. And it's yeah, and the best part about it is these things that 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 kind of come up that we're reading and um, sharing with each other that can be really helpful for our businesses. So, oh, hope this was this was such a fun conversation because I learned a lot about you that I didn't know, and I didn't know if I was going to learn that much about you that I didn't know because I do know you so well. So it was really awesome, and I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your experience, (laughs) all of it. Yeah. Um, And one more thing, too, that I wanted to say with, like, what really helped me kind of grow my business and get me to where I am, it all goes back to mindset. Yeah. Like, for example, yesterday, oh, my gosh, yesterday felt like whatever could go wrong was going wrong. Like, clients late canceling, um, like, two hours before their appointment, clients who texted saying they're going to be 10 minutes late, and then our power went out. (laughs) And at that point, and then so I had to cancel the rest of my night because I obviously can't do anything when the power's out. And, you know, I got home and I was like, wow, today was kind of crappy. But then because I've done a lot of thought work with Uh you and with other coaches, you you just kind of turn that around to be like, yeah, it did suck for a little bit. But really, I got to go home early. I got to set boundaries with my clients. So now they know that I have a 24 hour cancellation policy and I still made some money yesterday and I got to, you know, go home early and spend extra time, like doing social media for next week and planning out more training for Janine and mapping out what hiring an esthetician would look like. So really just, you know, it, when it feels like everything can go wrong, just kind of change your mindset to like, this is an opportunity for something else. A hundred percent. And I, I love that you say that because mindset, as you know, is a big part of how yeah. I grew Bailey's Beauty and what I'm doing currently in this esthetician coaching business that I have and how it really, um, even in your own personal life, how like 
things can kind of persist and then it's, it's, it's actually creating more problems for you if you don't really address it and really look at it in your mind and how you, how you really want to think and feel about something. And it's, it's such powerful work. And, um, yeah, we did work together and I, I love, I loved seeing the transformation and I love hearing how you're still using the same skills that, Oh, absolutely. You you learned when we worked together and that was my goal to, to work, to work myself out of a job with you. And I obviously (laughs) did. (laughs) Well, great. So hope I just, um, I'm so inspired by our talk and I am so happy that I got to talk to you again because I've missed you. Yeah. And thank you so much for your time. I know that you are a busy woman and I know giving me an hour of your time is, is, is a gift. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your podcast and thanks for just being a great coach and a great friend. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Well, um, let, um, we'll talk soon and have a fantastic rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye. hope you're the best. Thank you so much for that episode. That was so fun. And like I said, beginning of the episode, I, I hope that if you are newer in your journey, this was so inspirational. And I hope that if you are in the really growing phase where you were just slammed, you really get inspired by hope and, and take a day off during the work week. Okay, guys, that's a whole other episode, but I think that really needs to be our, our movement. Let's raise our prices and take off time during the week. Okay. Hope can do it. We can do it. Right. Um, she, she's been incredibly successful and loves her business, which is, I think the best of both worlds. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back the same time, same place next week. Until then, have a great week. Talk to you then. Hey, if you are in the space of your business, your business is booming and you are really busy, but you're also completely overwhelmed, working 24-7, have a hard time saying no to clients, have a hard time with cancellation policies and holding boundaries. Maybe you're having a hard time keeping your clients compliant and you are just busy, busy, busy. I am here for you. That is what I do with my estheticians. And I would love to chat with you to see our what I do aligns with what you need in your business. I offer 15-minute free coaching calls where we deep dive into what you need and see if we're a good fit. My next one-to-one um, group coaching starts on January 10th, 2022. How's that new year already coming? So if you would like to possibly start with me then, go ahead to the link in the show notes or the link in my Instagram profile to book your free consult and we can see if we're a good fit. I cannot wait to talk to you more.